Jack LeBron. Hi, I'm David Reynolds, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome inside Supercars. It's Bathurst has been run and won, and uh, by crikey, what a race. It, it's an extraordinary break. It must have been uh, amazing to be there. Obviously not as great as a normal one, as in with people on the ground, but you must have enjoyed the day. It was a very different atmosphere at Bathurst, and it was a very enjoyable experience at Bathurst because at no other time can I say in my lifetime have I been able to go to the top of the mountain and have complete access to any part of it that I would like. Now, it's not good for atmosphere. It's not good for many, many other reasons. But gee, it was just such a a fantastic experience to have virtually the run of the place. (laughs) Your own mountain, your own race. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, speaking to the police over the course of the week, and there was a massive police presence there. And uh, they also really got to enjoy the race as well. Zero arrests across the week. Um, You know, a bit facetious, but zero arrests across the week. There was uh, the activities they were being called out for were so minor in in nature that it, it... hardly beggars um, even mentioning. So uh, I think it, they were extreme. I didn't see a police person and I didn't. Ha- I had a chance to talk to a number of them who weren't enjoying themselves at Bathurst this year. Right, okay. And um, you weren't allowed access to the teams, were you? Not during, not during the day, but we did have access to them. Uh, in the evening, so and certainly after the race weekend, we were able to speak to uh, uh, speak to the people we needed to speak to. So that's why this week you're going to be hearing across the course of the week a number of interviews with, of course, the victors Shane Van Gisbergen and Garth Tander. We've got uh, then the uh, management side of the team tomorrow with uh, Roland Dane. Grant McPherson, Shippy, the winning engineer, and JJ, of course, Jeremy uh, Moore, who has returned to the team. So that's something to look forward to. And then we flip over to championship mode further in the week, Tony, when we'll speak to Scott McLaughlin and, of course, the team manager, the successful team manager as uh, DJR Team Penske won the team's championship. And that is, of course, Ben Crow. It's certainly a, uh, a long and interesting road that... Uh Holden Racing Team now and its Red Bull guys. Before that, Walkinshaw, uh, they've uh, said goodbye in an incredibly appropriate way. I see that uh, Garth is uh, very well uh, um, enjoyed the fact that he was able to uh, give Holden that one last win, given that he's uh, had three prior wins at Bathurst. And look, I think it was an extraordinary race. And for not one second, should anything be taken away from Cam Waters because he put pressure on uh, on Shane that uh, an extraordinary, you know, 40 laps or so that he did. By crikey, it's a, a wonderful thing. And uh, as you well know, Shane, you know, started uh, in a Falcon back in 07 with Stone Brothers running in the Team Kiwi car. He uh, 
he's certainly paid his dues in terms of uh, a couple of second places, the closest in history. And uh, it was very fitting because he did a fantastic job in winning that race. And uh, interestingly, when you look down the, uh, the place getters uh, throughout, um, Mark Larkham did uh, an auto action preview, and I think eight of the nine are in the, uh, the top ten with uh, Courtney uh, bubbling in there. And, um, of course, Wind Cup and Lounge not making the finish after Jamie, again, unfortunately, made a mistake. It, uh, did you see that um, live happening, uh, Craig? I, no, I wasn't up in the cutting. I saw the uh, – I was in the media centre at the time, so I was watching it unfold. And I, I must say Brody did a great job, and if you uh, – uh, had Brody in your car and you saw him battling the seven-time champion that hard, you'd be thinking, well, that's the type of spirit we want to see in our race driver. So uh, Brody was driving hard. Shane, uh, sorry, uh, Jamie has said he just hadn't raced Brody before and he wasn't sure if he was clear enough to cut back onto the racing line. And that's how he... You know, he thought he needed to stay out wide. He didn't want to cut off Brody's nose um, and unfortunately was out in the loose stuff and got taken into the wall. So um, Brody was battling very hard and that's what you do in a motor race. I know that uh, some, including multiple champions, have come out and said, you don't race that hard, but um, Brody's a racer and once uh, once again he's proved just how much of a racer he is. He's a racer first and and uh, unfortunately that in this occasion uh, there was an accident around hard racing. Well, uh, there's always been accidents around hard racing. Indeed. And look, I, looking down the list of the drivers who are on board at the end there, you know, is that they're all tough guys. Tough guys in terms of they are racers. And one of the ones who stood out in my mind was because the uh, Fiori and uh, Scott Pye in the second of the Charlie Spurcock cars, the number 20 Duop car, they uh, started off with sensor problems, potentially an engine change, and uh, they came good because uh, they were one of the two Charlie cars in the top 10. Winterbottom and Golding came in eighth, and then... Scott Pye uh, drove up to six, and it was a terrific, it was a hard race, as was Holsworth, Winterbottom, and Di Pasquale. I mean, it was some crackerjack racing right to the end there. Um, uh, for all those who uh, suggest that racing with safety cars is boring as hell, well, you know, um, I'm sorry, but that was a fantastic race. It was safe. There were a number of big accidents. Fortunately, no one was injured, and... Uh, most of the time, I think the cars, you know, got off lightly from their injuries, but uh, it was uh, wonderful to hear from. And we'll now hear from uh, Shane Van Gisbergen and, and, and Garth Tander. It's great to be speaking to you after a Bathurst win, and I'm sure you can't describe it yet because it just takes a while to sink in. Oh, just the buzz around the place is crazy. Um, hey, just wish all the fans were here to see it. But, yeah, stoked to send off the Holden in that way. But, yeah, the last... 60 laps were crazy, awesome pace. And then, you know, the safety car at the end was a bit tense, but the battles was, was great. I have to say I was, I was up the top when the rain started coming down and you just see the track change colour and you go, oh, this will be interesting. 
And the cars didn't look as skatey from the outside as they certainly were on the inside. Yeah, we were doing 30s, I think, at the start, but unbelievable how slippery it was and you just didn't know. It was so variable every lap and I used the guys as a marker till I got to the front and I was pioneering and everyone started to catch me again. So, yeah, that was tough, but that's what won us a race, really, because we were struggling to get track position and clean air and then from there on we were away, so... Worked, worked good. What did uh, what did this season, finishing this season like this, mean to you? Oh, it's just always good to finish on a high. And we had a rough middle part while we were in Darwin and started Townsville. And yeah, last few rounds our race pace has been mega. So yeah, just to win this and go home for summer now. And yeah, it'd be great to see everyone. And summer back home in New Zealand, rallying any speedway or just the rally you're going to concentrate on? Maybe some speedway, but um, some dirt biking, I bought a motorbike and yeah, probably. You're allowed to do that in your contract? Yeah, it's it's my choice. I just have to look after myself. So I don't ride like I used to. I'm much slower now, but um, yeah, I just want to have some fun. And um, yeah, the rally will be cool too. Mm. What uh, prompted that? I guess your old man always did it. I've always wanted to do rally and, you know, as sad as it is, the season finishing early, I can go back, you know, normally when I get there in December, all the worthwhile events are finished because it's just too dusty and not much happening. So, yeah, the rally got postponed, obviously. WRC there, which is a shame, but they've made an Auckland rally and then the rally sprint on Sunday. So, yeah, it'll be good. Full pace notes and you've got all that... You, you know, how are you going with that side of it? I've been watching YouTube and stuff as much as I can, but yeah, so I get quarantined, then I got one weekend, and we'll go go to the forest and learn my co-driver, learn what to listen to, and then yeah, try again the next week. So I don't expect anything big. Um, I rang Murph for some advice, and uh, he was really good about it, and you know what to expect and how to listen to the notes, but it's not going to be easy. Have you? Well, you've got a great mentor with your old man. He's obviously going to be able to guide you through a bit of it. Yeah, exactly. And then, well, he never did much note stuff. He was all blind rallies, but yeah. And then on the Sunday at the rally sprint, we'll share the car. So it'll be interesting to see how we go against each other. You uh, back yourself home. I know that uh, he would be every bit as competitive as you. Well, normally I'd say I'd get beat, but because I'm doing the rally the day before, I think I'll be in, a, in with a feeling with the car, so I might have half a chance. But in an escort, it'll be tough to beat him. Yeah. Congratulations on Bathurst. It's a fantastic achievement. And uh, you and Garth, right throughout the day, just showed how much pace you could extract out of this car. Yeah, we knew the track would come to us, but, yeah, just no mistakes. We had to be there all day. And, you know, there were seven cars in contention, then six, five, four, and in the end, just two. So it was good to be one of those. And... Yeah, that come from just executing everything, getting the co-driver laps right and got Garth out at the right time. All the best and have a great summer. Awesome. Thanks, mate. It's rude to ask, but 20 years ago, you and Barks shared a Bathurst win. Does it feel like 20 years ago? No, no, it doesn't feel like 20 years ago, but clearly it is. Um, So, yeah, a bit surreal. Um, Obviously... Uh, nice to be able to celebrate that, I guess, 20 years on with another with another victory. So, um, yeah, no, it's cool. What every, every race is different, let alone every victory being different. What will you take? What will be, you think, your lasting memory out of 2020? Oh, just, um, just how much of an all-round team performance this was. Um, we didn't roll – the car didn't roll out of the truck – um, just as we'd wanted on Thursday, and we just chipped away at it, chipped away at it. The entire team it was very methodical, and we just went through it. Um, 
Shane gave me plenty of opportunity to do some race setup work to the point where he basically on Saturday only concentrated on the shootout and I did all the race work. So that was a nice touch of a real honour to have that responsibility. Um, and then, yeah, obviously the race, I felt like my stints were, were strong. Um, and then just the ability to sit back and watch Shane in those last three, three stints was really cool. So just just such, you know, we always say Bathurst is a team effort, but this one um, felt like it was um, just a little bit more special. Have you crossed the line in all three previous yeah. Bathurst wins? So it must be a very different feeling not to have control of your destiny. Yeah, I don't like not being in the car at the end. I mean, pretty much, I mean, I was in the car for the three Bathurst wins prior and I think pretty much for every other Bathurst that I've done, I've always been in the car at the end of the race. So last year was the first time I wasn't in the car, obviously sharing with Shane, and then this year the same. So I was going okay until those last couple of safety car restarts. Um, and then that, yeah, that sucked. I didn't really enjoy that. For 2020, to have to come into the biggest race of the year and potentially it could have been a championship decider for someone, how much extra pressure or how much extra does it play in your mind or you can just phase all that out? No, I mean, 2020 has been a, a weird year all round, hasn't it? So you've got to learn to roll with the punches. And I was pretty comfortable coming here be- that um, I'd be on the pace reasonably comfortably reasonably quickly just because of the miles that I've done around here um, and yeah each time I jumped in the car this weekend I felt more and more comfortable uh, and by the time really Friday morning came around it felt like normal prep and then you know you come to Bathurst to win all the championship stuff is you know the periphery so um, yeah the focus was just do the best job we could uh, integrate myself into the team as best I can considering I haven't really spent much time with the team this year because of the COVID stuff so that all went really well um, and yeah success and there's no fitness like race fitness were you mindful about what you were going to have to do differently for that preparation yeah 100% uh, I was nervous about the race fitness stuff because you just haven't driven a race car since Thursday afternoon at the AGP in March. So um, my physical fitness, like my outer car fitness, is as best as I've ever been because I was aware of the lack of race fitness. But um, once you put the helmet on and, and you get going again, it uh, didn't feel like I'd been out of the car that long, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, I had a couple of good battles and put a couple of moves on, which got us some track position, and it's good to be able to contribute that way. And what's 2021 going to look like for you? Oh, I don't know yet. Um, I think I think we've learned in 2020 that you don't make too many plans too far in the future. So um, I'm pretty sure we'll be uh, driving something for sure. You're looking at a regular gig somewhere? Uh, yeah, I won't be regular full main game. Um, that those those days are done. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've got to sit down with Roland and, and look at what we do next year and. Um, you know, it looks like there'll be less endurance races next year, so need to be make sure that I'm race fit. So, I mean, I was we we're going to be doing TCR this year, but that hasn't happened. So, um, with a bit of luck, we can roll that into next year, and that'll keep up my race miles. Um, and then, with the hopefully with less COVID restrictions, I'll be able to spend more time with the team here. Should we be able to put a deal together? Well, I'm sure you've really enjoyed the homeschooling that you've got to do over the last uh, ten months. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's been challenging. I mean, it, we've all had our challenges this year and 
Um, you know, you know, being in Melbourne in particular has been very, very tough on on a lot of families. And uh, yeah, I've been at home with the kids, managing homeschooling. Leanne's been working still, um, so she's been fortunate to be able to continue to work. Um, and yeah, the kids have obviously been at home, being in Melbourne, so. I managed the homeschool, but I, I taught them pretty quickly how to download and upload their own work. So it really became a very much a supervisory role. Garth, have a great Christmas. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Craig, your summary on doing the drive to the mountain. I had a ball. Thanks, Tony. It was a very enjoyable weekend. It was a different weekend. Uh, you know, we didn't have the access necessarily that we are used to at Mount Panorama. But uh, I was helping out uh, Peter Norton at uh, Epic Photos and Epic Sports Photography. I should give it its proper title. And uh, I was uh, able to go around the track a lot more. And in some respects, I know a lot of the photographers said the access that they were provided by supercars um, was far and away uh, superior to the access they normally have to, uh, have to abide by because of when there's fans there and and it's difficult to get around the circuit when there is so many people there. So I, I think all the photographers enjoyed the fact that they had, let's say, a lot more freedom trackside to be able to take uh, photos. It was very, very different though. That uh, down in pit lane at the end of the race, the noise and the crush wasn't there, even though we're, you know, well secured from it on the uh, pit lane side of the uh, event. But that was that was quite different. And and even the noise up and around the mountain, they hadn't, because there was no fans there, they didn't put a PA up there. So uh, Peter Norton once again said to me early, Craig, it's like a rally. And I did experience that when I was up the top of the mountain. You had this period where the cars went by and then for two minutes you could literally hear the birds chirping in the background um, because there was no, you know, that, that rumble of people and that mass of people when you're, when you're up there. On the racetrack, I'd like to give a shout out to a team that uh, came into the Bathurst 1000. They had their difficulties both getting there and and on the racetrack, but they are classified as the 19th finisher. And that's Tyler Everingham and Jade Nojada in the uh, Team Valvoline GRM Commodore. I think they put in a, a fantastic effort. They were, um, they were a few laps behind because uh, a suspension component let go and... Uh, you know, the drivers, the young drivers there did very good job all weekend and I think that's a, a credit to them, being the last classified driver in 19th place. So um, I don't think I, – I was expecting there'd be about 10 cars out of the race. So uh, 19 finishes, that's a better result than I had actually thought would be um, when you consider some of the non-classifiers probably were still running, but they just hadn't done enough laps, Tony. Well, four of those non non runners were due to crash damage, couldn't continue, including Winkup Bounds, uh, Hazelwood and Boys, um, Forward and Kostecki, that's Kurt Kostecki, uh, Jack Smith and Jack Perkins, and uh, also the um, 
the uh, Matt Stone racing car, that one being, unfortunately Matt didn't have a good day at all because their, their uh, other entry, the Gary Jacobs and Dave Russell car, had uh, engine problems and couldn't finish. Um, but uh, Jake Kostecki and uh, Zane Goddard, uh, they were going well and they, were, they fell short by only six laps, which was uh, pretty harsh. But uh, the mountain, when it wants to bite, it bites hard. And uh, it was a fantastic race. But that's it for Inside Supercars. Until tomorrow's show, that's me, all from me. And good night from him. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.